0: Game Changer episode 29, Kaizen using gamification for continuous improvement, featuring Gal Riemann from Game Effective.
1: Welcome to Game Changer, a series on using gamification to engage employees. Join us as industry experts discuss one of the hottest trends in business today using game thinking to engage employees in work, wellness, recruiting, and more. This is a special podcast series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, The Engaging Leader. And now, with nearly 20 years of experience helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees at Fortune 500 companies and other organizations, here's your host, Jesse Leahy.
0: Welcome to the show, Game Changers. This is the show for CEOs, HR executives and other business leaders to learn about internal gamification. Over the course of this series, you'll hear examples and pitfalls, discover how to assess when it's an appropriate strategy, and learn to evaluate gamification partners and game design ideas. Longtime listeners of Game Changer know that gamification is not about rewards and competition. No, the most effective gamification makes use of intrinsic drivers to engage employees. Game Effective strives to be the Fitbit of work, taking the place of traditional performance management, feedback, and even continuous improvement practices such as Kaizen's. Gal Riemann is CEO of Game Effective, which he founded in 2012 with the vision of bringing next-generation gamification to enterprise applications. Previously, Gal was the CEO of Geelon Synergy Business Insight, a national leader in business intelligence. In 2010, Geelon Synergy was acquired for $20 million by Nest Technologies, which is a NASDAQ company. And Gal went on to serve as the senior VP at Nest, where he was a member of its executive management. Prior to that, he was the VP customer relations and operations at Deloitte Consulting.
2: Gal Riemann, welcome to Game Changer. Thank you, Jesse. It's nice to meet you, and uh, I'm happy for, uh, to be here today. Gal, Game Effective strives to be the Fitbit of work. Tell us about that. I can start um, around six or seven years ago when I, I wanted to lose weight. I-, I wanted to lose around 10 pounds, and I tried to track my eating habits, and And my training habits, and there were no such applications there back there and And I tried to think about if I will create a mobile application, how would it be look like? And I, I started to think about what would be the signals, the inputs for the system, and then I noticed that there is a problem because if I would I would need to report every day about my eating habits and training habits, then it wouldn't be sustainable. So I thought there is a problem and I, you know, I dropped this idea and especially I was a very busy executive in the IT industry. So I I, I dropped this idea. And, and uh, a few years later, when I looked at Fitbit and other products that capture automatically the performance, the training performance, number of steps, etc., then I understood that we got something in hand. So I tried to convert this type of capturing to the enterprise arena, how to capture the signals of the employee.
0: So you started with the idea that in the health area, this sort of quantified self concept can be helpful as long as there's uh, automated data capturing happening so that it's sustainable so you don't get bogged down in the tediousness of the data capture. And then you looked at, hmm, if that works for personal health, why wouldn't
2: it work for work performance as well? Exactly. Exactly. And, and and the other aspect was that for many years when I consulted to companies on the fields of perform, performance management, we always dealt with managers. We almost never reached to the, you know, the last employee, but the last employee handles the the moment of truth with the customer. But we kept the KPIs the key performance indicators and the metrics on, on the area only of the management and the middle managers so the middle management and top management and we didn't reach to the to the employees so ha- having said you know that and taking into account that we can capture all the relevant data about the employee, number of deals, number of calls, learning, um, learning activities, sharing activities, etc. Then, if we will combine the personal, um, the the quantified self, together with the data that we can capture, we just need to add something more. And and then additionally, you know, the secret ingredient was the gaming elements. And, and when I, this was the aha moment when I tried to think about games together with the quantified itself and um, the, uh, the enterprise environment, this was the, the loop that uh, was close in my mind, and then I started the journey to to game effective.
0: Hmm. So... With Fitbit, it's been successful at capturing that data and then adding gamified elements to provide sort of the instant feedback as well as uh, an aspect of fun to personal health. So tell us how Game Effective is doing that in the area of performance management and feedback.
2: We try to take the narratives into account. So let's say that I'm um, a call center agent and I try to perform better in the fields of uh, productivity customer satisfaction and quality of service. So instead of just receiving my KPI, so I capture everything and we analyze everything, like uh, performance management but in more details. And now we try to put game rules that will be able to encourage my motivation to improve my performance. So first it starts with clarification. So I must have a clear view about what is expected from me on terms of targets on terms of me versus my past performance or my my peers etc so there those benchmarks would be my competitors in the gamification so instead of putting i call it useless leaderboard of Ten thousand people or three hundred people that some of them I know and some of them I don't know. We will put as your competitors maybe your last month's performance. Mm. This would be your best competitor because every athlete likes to beat his own record. This is the first step. My per- personal record. I was an athlete uh, <laughs> when I was younger. So and and the second aspect would be. Everybody wants to be at least above average. So you can put the second uh, competitor as the average of in your team, in your channel, mm. or, or any, any place that is a referenceable um, benchmark. And then you can take for stronger people, you can put the top 10%, okay? So you can build different benchmark and those benchmark would be the reference and the competitors for the employee. So instead of just going to a competition, a real competition between people that maybe they tr- you would like them to collaborate. So if you want them to collaborate, why would you put them in a competitive environment? So you want to change the competitive into accomplishment, achievement. Those would be the termo- terminologies that you would like to use. So I will complete instead of I will compete. Okay. So I will complete my target. I will complete my achievements. And this would be the main element that we try to put on a on on the serious level before adding you know the fun and 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 the gamification elements so this would be the first level
0: you know that makes a lot of sense and i hadn't haven't heard anybody else explain it that way before but it connects personally with me just when i look back on my personal experience in the world of triathlons and marathons Uh, with some family and friends as we've been uh, participating in these events for the last five or six years. You know, the first time you try to do a a marathon or a triathlon, you're just happy to finish. So that idea of just completing it, that's all that matters. And then maybe the next time you'd like to uh, beat your previous personal record, your previous PR, and somewhere in there, pretty pretty early on, you're comparing yourself with average. Am I above average or below average? In your age group? Yes, or? and you're comparing with your age group. And then you're also, if you're going to an event with some friends or family members, you're comparing yourselves with them in sort of a friendly rivalry uh, kind of way. So not that any of this turns most of us into diehard competitors, but it certainly adds a Feeling of feedback and progress and just
2: competitive fun to to the experience. Exactly, and and let me add to you know that in many cases you you are coming with your running team,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then the running team uh, will compare themselves to a different running team, maybe in the same town or city. Uh, so so the team collaboration together maybe versus different averages or different teams, it will add an additional element of um, achievements. of we, we together versus the world. You, you know, we are versus the universe and we will save the world. Absolutely. And
0: all of that is much more motivating than just comparing yourself to the, the, the absolute top leaderboard. I, I remember, the exactly. I think it was maybe the very first triathlon I ever did The day before the event, my oldest son asked me, so dad, do you think you might win? (laughs) 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 Absolutely not. There is no chance at all that I will win this. And it wasn't even factoring into my motivation. And yet there's so many examples of gamification where that's the assumption that if you're not on the very top of the leaderboard, there's nothing here for you. And so why demotivate people that way?
2: Exactly. So I, I call simple leaderboards demotivators because if you are the top 10%, by the way, if you got 5,000 employees, the, peop, the person that is on the you know, the top 10% but is the last one is number 500. So he's <laughs> also not in the competition, okay? So, so, but if you put for him the target to be in the 10%, or he will put, actually, he can put the target to get into the top 10%, then it would be an achievement, okay? Uh, By the way, the second element, and it's also a concern for running, and and you expose my, you know, the first 20 years of my experience were in volleyball and uh, athletics, and uh, the first, the second element would be to go into intervals instead of running a marathon. So, instead of taking, um, let's call it a gamification experience of three months or six months or a full year, we try to divide it into small period of time, usually weeks. So, Let's take one of our narratives of uh, baseball or or car racing. You will build your baseball team. You're a manager of a baseball team. And your players, the pitcher and and the batter, etc., they will be built based on your performance. So, the pitcher would be based on average handle time maybe. So, he will be in the um, level 4 by the end of the week. And this team, everybody in the the level of average handle time, first contact resolution, etc. The performance of the team that would be the lineup for the game by the end of the week will represent your performance but not as an average but it would be based on any specific metric or um, KPI that you need to accomplish. So, it can be very strong in quality of service but very poor in, in, in your performance would be poor in productivity. By the end of the week, you're team will win or lose and now it doesn't matter if you are last or first in the leaderboard because your benchmark would befit your target so if you are a new hire your target would be lower and you will have 50 percent of winning with a proper lineup hmm. okay so we add game elements, like you're building your team, but you're not buying players, you build them with your performance. Second, we try to accomplish the balance. You know, you, you, you can't just be polite and, and, and your calls would be three, four hours with each customer. So, so you need to balance between performance, productivity, and quality of service. And then you got a very short period that you need to concentrate and and build your best team and then you will win or lose. It's a very um adapt- you know uh, the adrenalines and 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 dopamines will run in your head because mm. you're in blood because you will win or lose by the way, not necessarily versus other people and now you will get points for the win or lose and this would go to the leaderboard but it would be based on your benchmark and next week it's a new game so even if you didn't perform well last week you have a new chance so the element of sustainability and and i am the the greatest critic of gamification. This is the reason why I entered to the field of gamification because when I try to explore what is in gamification uh, three years ago, I noticed that there is no way that it can be sustainable, that you will put leaderboards, points and badges and it would be sustainable for a longer period of time. So those gaming elements together with analytics, together With um, methods of performance management and integration, this can can be sustainable for a long period of time. Hmm. Well, let's talk about
0: continuous process improvement. Tell us about combining gamification with the Kaizen model.
2: Usually, when when talking about the, the Kaizen model, we try to focus on what will create uh, the cycle, you know, continuous improvement. And the first element is cl- clarity. I know what I should do in order to perform better. So this is the first element. The second element would be the feedback. I perform well, I didn't perform well, or I didn't perform well in retention, let's say. So the third element would be the next action item or what next best action to do. So we try to put in here you didn't perform well in retention. So, the corrective action will not be just you lose 10 points, you know, in a in standard gamification solution. No, we will, we will allocate to you in sort of a coaching model, a learning element or a training element of a simulation or a trivia game show or a quiz or learning something or sharing or ask from other people help. An action that first, when you will do this action, everybody, including yourself, uh, are recognizing that you had a problem. Okay? I had a problem. I do something, so I recognize that I have a problem. The second element would be the learning. I learned something. I put effort So I I gain from the learning, but also from putting the effort, I create the the allocation between the problem and the solution. So And and then when I receive an additional feedback, positive feedback upon my uh, success in the learning, then I can close the loop and go back to the feedback on performance. So it's a loop of, Clarity, feedback, action, and again. We, again, create clarity, feedback, action, and and go over again. And we try to build a coaching model in here. And and it would be like a human coach that don't uh, treat everybody the same. So we believe that one size doesn't fit all. So, like volleyball players, if you got somebody that uh, is very good in in, in striking, and uh, so maybe you should coach him on on the you know ground play, and other person is very strong in gr- ground play, so you will be able to uh, put him in in a different position. So you your Play as a manager. By the way, I'm talking about the real manager. He becomes became like a coach in the game of I wanted everybody would be um, good in everything, or maybe I will divide people for being good in um, um, complex uh, problems, and maybe some people will be good in simple problems, and then I will handle the team accordingly. So we try to build a holistic approach for employee, manager, and performance and the gamification would be the hub to connect them all.
0: One question I have on that is how the organization can capture identified improvements in the process. So with the traditional Kaizen model, uh, the typical exercise is taking a step back Looking at a process from end to end, identifying where there's waste in a process, and where we can maybe eliminate some steps um, or do things simpler, and then that the, the identifying an, a new process, and then that becomes the standard work. So anybody in your position ought to ought to um, do it this way, or you share the, that that best practice with the rest of the organization, and. Sometimes gamification seems like it becomes more of an individual experience. I may figure out a better, smarter, less wasteful way to do something um, so that I can do, perform better. But how does the organization learn from your experience?
2: It's a very good question, and, and I think that it will take me a year or two to answer all of it, <laughs> 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 to be honest. and But I, I like to use, uh, we created, um, we call it an uh, en- engagement funnel, a uh, model of engagement funnel. And this model starts with awareness. So let's say that, and I, I'll use an example to, to, to explain this model. Um, we, we're working with a multinational um, corporate with 20 different companies um, in it. Uh, each company responsible on, on a specific line of business, of, of products actually, and um, the, manager, the management noticed that uh, they are losing deals because they don't create any bundles. So when they reach to the, to the customer, instead of uh, um, um, providing a solution, they're selling a single product and the competitors coming fr- with a full solution with three products. And, and they have those three products, but they're losing so they understood that they need to teach um, all the salespeople in different, in twenty different companies, what is the offering of the whole company. Okay, so the waste is we are losing deals. Okay, the you know the simple kaizen uh, model say okay everybody should understand what is our full full portfolio. And uh, then we will solve the waste. So, this is a, a traditional Kaizen. But how can we do it? So, we started with awareness. So, everybody, you should be aware that it's important to the company and what's in it for you. Okay? What's in it for you? You will be able to sell more if you will win more deals that will combine different products. Oh, okay. Now I understand. This is the awareness. The second part is the onboarding. Now that I understand that it, it's important, I will learn what are the different uh, um, um, products that different companies sell in my, in my region or in my uh, corporate. And w- from, um, uh, you know, uh, literature, we, we learned that it, It it provides only 20% in change management, the the awareness and learning. So we went an additional step. uh, We made an additional step. Uh, The additional step was on-the-job training. So after, when you're doing something like um, raising leads, you, you don't work on a specific deal that creates a bundle, because maybe it is once every three, four, five months. So we looked for uh, um, items that you can find every week. So we told the salespeople in, in the gamification experience, just raise leads. Leads it's not opportunities. There are less, less you know, less qual- the qualification cycle is easier. So just raise leads. So people start to raise leads, and so they improve their awareness. They practice to identify the opportunities, and then we, when when the circle uh, circle returned to them, you know, the uh, managers or team managers spoke with the salespeople in the in the fields. They managed to. To bring um, around 10 percent from the leads to opportunities, okay to convert. So first it's create more business. It created more business just from practicing. you know it's on the job training. Uh, and then we added an additional element of if after you close a deal, you need to review. Um, if you could sell an additional uh, product in this deal, okay? So it was like a l- lesson learned on S. So you succeed, so you are on the top of the uh, top of the world, and and now we ask you questions. So you would like to brag, you know? Mm-hmm. You would like to show off, and we ask you a question about maybe you could do more. So you will share and 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 so on so later on there are steps of uh, leaders and ambassadors and people bringing people so this funnel push everybody up in the funnel and try to bring the people with low engagement to higher engagement and people with high engagement to higher engagement so i think that um, you know, again, it's closing the loop all the time, and try to solve very complex problem with very simple solutions, but many simple solutions that are tied together.
0: Yes. Well, let's talk uh, specifically about game effective. We've been we've been talking a lot so far about what you can do with gamification, and we've sort of been talking. Uh, Generally, about what gamification can do, but tell us
2: more about what game
0: effective is
2: game effective is first it's enterprise an enterprise gamification platform, which is based on the cloud usually and uh, our our journey with customers starts with um, with the data with with um, the integration and and I think that Um, especially taking our background in analytics and big data, we created a very rich and flexible integration um, architecture that can capture almost any data item in the organization, from Salesforce to Oracle and Microsoft, uh, CSV files, Excel, HTTP, JSON, whatever. So almost any data item that is in the organization can be captured. And when, and by the way, it also led us to focus mainly on larger customers, you know, 500 or even more employees, because the complexity of the real world of multi-systems, multi-applications, multi-data sources, multi-locations brings uh, a a complexity of data integration. So the first level is data integration. The second level, and and it's also (laughs) coming from a background, is analytics. We try to take the data and to create from it information. Information is to put context in the data. It can be based on your performance from the beginning of the month as an average versus last month or your personal target or the average of your team. And this would be the context. And later on, we can also create segmentation. And with segmentation, I I, I can talk about one size doesn't fit all again. So we can create a very customizable and personal experience for any employee if you it's not just if you are from bangalore or portland it would be if you are you love to take risks or not okay so we will learn from your behavior how to interact with you and what experience to provide for you in order to optimize the experience and the results of the experience. So this is the second part, the, the analytics. The third part is the game, the game gamification dynamics and the mechanisms that we are using. And we we did a very serious um, work on it in order to you know, to stand behind the, the sentence, uh, it's not just about points, badges, and leaderboards. I'll give you a few examples. The weekly race is one example. It's very productive. Um, by the way, um, a team-based competition is also very productive. Um, a very simple Think that when I was try, I, I told you before that I try to lose weight. By the way, I succeed in it, and my oh, good for you. <laughs> my, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, now I try to keep to keep it. Uh, I, I use uh, something uh, I, I, we call it a green day. So instead of just uh, looking at your performance, uh, accumulated performance, I will look at my was. Um, today was a good day or a bad day? Did I eat ice cream and, and, and red meat? It was a red day. If I had quinoa and, and you know, apples and drank enough water and, and training, it was green day. And it's very simple because you don't need to count calories. You just need to say it was good or bad. And and then by, by the end of the week, you know, okay, I, I got three green days in the week. It's good? Yeah, it's good for, for start. And later on, I, I moved to... Four, actually I started with two green days <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I went up to four green days you know Saturday etc <laughs> mm-hmm. but I read uh, as a target but but three or four green days uh, I, I knew that I was on track and I will lose weight and it's very easy it's it's very simple you know you don't need computers you don't need the mobile phone applications it just know that by the end of the day it was good or bad. So this is a very nice and simple mechanism that we put in the gamification experience. Or um, raffles. you know, like um, instead of, uh, it's, a nice, uh, it's a nice mechanism like uh, uh, you beat your target uh, by two. Let's say that you you needed to close um, ten call to ten customers and you call to thirteen customers, so you will uh, get three tickets. I managed to talk with eleven. I will get one ticket. Okay, we'll by the end of the week. We, I will have uh, three tickets. You will have ten tickets. Those tickets, virtual tickets, will go to our raffle machine. Okay, and. Somebody will win in some tangible uh, reward, okay? But it's, it's very nice because everybody are in the game, even if you, it, it would be fair that you will have more chance than me to win. So, so we keep the fairness of the game, but still I'm in the game. Because in other mechanisms, I will, wouldn't be in the game because you are in the top of the leaderboard with an additional two or three. So you only two or three would be in the game and other people would not be in the game. But because it's a surprise and there is a lack and, and randomized formula in it, then everybody are in the game and it's a so it's it's very 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 nice and and I I got uh, dozens of more gaming elements that are more than you know you got 10 points for closing the deal 20 points for closing the second deal and 30 points for closing the third deal okay I got it let's count money and that's it hmm. well we've talked a lot about s- some of these different gamification elements
0: how about tell us about uh, narratives? I think that's one of the differentiators uh, that Game Effective has.
2: Yeah. Narratives are uh, metaphors of uh, usually progression, so we try to take uh, popular um Teams like fantasy sports, baseball, basketball, football, uh, soccer, etc., um, car racing, um, SimCity or farmville like and uh, Explore the Universe, and American Idol, etc., we try to take this type of metaphors, singing contests, and, and to to allocate the improvement and the performance and the learning progression to each of them. And, and by the way, some are fit more for specific um, um, tasks. Let's say that for learning tasks or knowledge collaboration, usually, usually we will use something like a SimCity-like or, or a Farmville-like um, metaphor because you build something, you accumulate something. Yeah. And for sales, usually we, we use car racing or baseball or something which is more competitive. You know, you, you can beat somebody, even if it would be yourself, but but the sensation of winning is stronger than completing. And uh, we managed to to create a few types of of metaphors and uh, now i think that we are in in the task of uh, uh helping our customers to build your their own narratives and i think that we are you know in in a few months we'll be able to provide Uh, those tools to our customers so they will be able to build their own narratives because we learned, for example, that if you got a global uh, call center from Australia through uh, India and Philippines and Germany and uh, Jordan and East Coast and West coast then you can't use baseball you know you, you, you need to use <laughs> cricket cricket in 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 India and then soccer in 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 Germany and baseball in the East Coast and maybe football in the West coast so so uh, but but it's it can be the same game it can be with the same rules or the same meta rules and and then the the we, we we can personalize it based on the performance but the metaphors or the narratives can be different and and by the way after 3 6 months they can change the narrative and and they can move on and and it will keep the dynamics and the conversation of the employees about the best band instead of just the best team. So the best band in the singing com- contest is the best team that won the most uh, deals, maybe. And uh, we found out that in in most of with most of the organizations in most of the geographies, it it is working. But you know, we we usually try to um, match between the culture. And the narrative, and, and we learned that some can say it's juvenile, so we will use a lesser, you know, we, we put less focus on, on storytelling. Some would like to, to, they got younger people, so it is much more gamey. So we need to balance about, you know, the level of narrative in the gamification experience. So what's a typical
0: cost range for implementing Game Effective and how long should somebody plan for implementation to take?
2: The cost range uh, is based on number of users usually. So uh, it can start from around 30k per year to 300 a year. So the range is enormous because you, you, you got uh, companies with uh, a few hundreds and, and, and companies with, with dozens of thousands of users and usually we price based on number of users. But this is the range. And and it takes us um, around let's say three to six weeks based on the number of uh, data sources and, and processes that we, we would like to gamify. And uh, usually we we take uh, half of the time to for the data integration parts and and also data quality assurance it's very important and the second half to to build the right narrative and and to to create the best fit for the organization and also to the users profile and and in many cases especially with large, you know, we're working with large Fortune 500 companies. You can meet five or six different users profile in the same area of of, of, uh, gamification. So we try to build the best and optimize uh, experience. And after after those uh, four, four or five weeks, usually the the um, the customer can can manage their the gamification, you know, uh, improvement, optimization. We provide analytics, modeling, and, and and new experiences in in the futures to change and to create new ones. But usually, we 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 like to be in. With the customer and on the first deployment because it's a relatively new field, and, and it's usually until now, I think that in many, in 95% of the cases, it was the first gamification experience in the organization. So, this is about the deployment and, and, and the cost range.
0: Mm-hmm. How can someone find out more or take the next step with Game Effective?
2: We try to. Be not just a vendor of gamification, but but to be also educator and, and to help the, the community, the growing community. So we we built a very built and building a very very rich uh, blog, and and we currently publish at least once a week. Uh, in, in blog posts that are not promotional, and they are talking about how to do things, what what things are working, what what things are uh, um, can be pitfalls, white papers and uh, and demos. So if you will go to www.gameeffective.com, one connecting e, but if you put two connecting e, it will work as well. Um, then then I, I think that there is a lot of information for learning for beginners and also for experts that like to, you know, to be challenged and to examine their own designs.
0: Excellent. Gal Riemann, CEO of Game Effective, thanks for joining us on Game Changer. Thank you, Jesse. It was a pleasure. All right, Game Changers, that wraps up this episode. On our show notes, we will include a link to Game Effective's website, GameEffective.com, as well as to Gall's Twitter handle, Gall Reitman, and also Game Effective's Twitter is at Game Effective. And we'll provide links to a couple of the articles that he's mentioned, uh, which are on their um, blog. I agree with him that uh, they're not... Just your typical self-promotional blog that actually dig down into some good principles and learning about gamification. You can find those show notes on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash GC29 as in Game Changer episode 29. If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the weekly leadership podcast, Engaging Leader where my guests and I share more ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Until next time, remember, life is short, so keep it fun.
1: You can find both Game Changer and Engaging Leader podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. To stay up on the latest news and trends in internal gamification, join the Game Changer group on LinkedIn. We'll automatically direct you to our LinkedIn group when you go to engagingleader.com group. Subscribe to our e-digest at engagingleader.com/newsletter. When you do, we'll send you a free copy of Jesse's ebook, Eight Communication Tools for Leaders. You can also follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse Leahy, and like us at facebook.com/engagingleader. Game Changer is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that helps mid-sized and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. Find out more at AspendaleCommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, and Peter McIsaac, who composed our theme music.